Welcome back to Fanfit House. Take a ride with us on the Hogwarts Express. Walk down Main Street with our best super pals. And defy gravity as we talk about all things fandom. Welcome back to Fan Fatales, a member of the Real Fans Podcast Network. I'm Emma. And I'm Gabby, and this week we're going to be starting off Spooktober with a trip down to the Wizarding World in honor of the passing of uh, Mr. Michael Gambon. Yeah. Our hearts so, are with his family and friends. Yes, and all who worked with him mm-hmm. and all who spent time with him and enjoyed him. Oh, I forget which one of the Phelps it was, but he had a real... Phelps twins it was, but he had a really touching story about Michael Gambon. Did you read his Instagram post? I think it was... I think it was the one who played Fred, so James. And he was talking about, like, when they were filming Dumbledore's passing in Half-Blood Prince, how he and Michael were just talking and... He was like, oh, Michael Gambon was like, hey, like, what what do you have plans for this weekend? And I guess he and his brother were doing a reading of some play. And Michael Gambon, Mm -hmm. during his time off from recording Dumbledore's Passing, just spent, like, that time dissecting the script with whatever Phelps twin it was. And, like, took time out of his breaks and all that. I, I have seen a bunch of videos of people at, like, both of the Wizarding Worlds doing, like, um... The wands you know, up. The wands, yeah. Yeah. And that was really sweet. And today is October 1st, the day that we're recording yeah. is October 1st, so we're like, it's it's real spoopy time, too. So, like... Yeah. You know, I, f- I feel like... I feel like he timed it very appropriately. He did it on purpose. Yeah. He said, you know what would be a great time? Right now. Yeah. And I mean, Harry Potter is just very spooky in itself. Like, major plot points happen on Halloween night. Yeah. I think we've talked about this before. If not. Yeah, we have. For those who don't know, James and Lily Potter are killed on October 31st of Uh 1981. Same day as Voldemort disappearing and Harry getting the scar. Harry, Ron, and Hermione face the troll in the bathroom in Sorcerer's Stone on Halloween night. On Halloween. What else? I think the first, uh, the blood on the wall saying that the chamber has been open was on On Halloween Halloween. night. Yep. What Um, else? The the, uh, first trial of... Of the uh, of uh, Bucky? Goblet of oh, Fire, Goblet of Fire, um, and Buckbeak's trial was right around Halloween time because so. of all the pumpkins. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, no, I was thinking of Goblet of Fire, the part when they bring all the dragons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole thing is all around Halloween time, too. WinsterDragonRoll.com. Why Halloween is so important in Harry Potter. Day that his parents wow. died. The day that they became a golden trio. The day that Chamber of Secrets was open. Oh, it's the day that Sirius Black broke into Hogwarts for Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, there we go. It's the day that Harry was picked to be a Triwizard Champion. Oh, okay. So I was a little... I was a, Okay, one of the things, but okay. But yeah. And then they kind of just stop after Voldemort <laughs> comes back at the end of Goblet. They were like, he's back! And that's it. Yeah. No. Well, because part of it is like, the significance of Halloween is like... Spooky time. Done. He's back now. Yeah. Now every day is spooky day. Yeah. Speaking of spooky and Harry Potter, did you see all the videos of Death Eaters at Halloween Horror Nights this year in Orlando? Yeah. There's a lot of them. Uh, They're so good. They're really good. And they're kind of... They're like... I'm watching some of these, and I'm like, holy shit, they're actually kind of scary. Yeah, like, I'm more scared of them than, like, some of the house footages I've seen. Yeah. And I can't go Um, to Halloween Horror Nights this year. Probably next year I'll be able to go. Yeah. Especially if I am working. I would not. I'd rather not. I want to go. I also just know a lot of the scare actors that perform at Halloween Horror Nights. You just want to go to see your friends, so that way you can try to make your friends laugh. Yeah. You just want to go and find your friends in the crowd, so you can be like, and like make silly faces at them. No, they would find me first. If anything has been proven from when they're who's for um, Grinchmas. Christmas. Yeah. They just find me. I don't know how. But they do every time, and they come up to me and annoy me for, like, ten minutes. But, like, same same idea. They, they want to come up to you and be, like, try and scare you, and you're just going to sit there and try and make them laugh. Yeah. You want them to break character. <laughs> it's like me but, and my trooper um, friends. I have some friends that yeah. are stormtroopers. Yeah, but what I was going to say, though, is, like, there's a lot of really significant stuff that happens around Halloween in the Harry Potter world. But also, can we also appreciate how, like, at its core, Sorcerer's Stone is a Christmas movie? Yeah. Like, that's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Like, yes, the troll thing happens on Halloween, and, like, there's a lot of other spooky stuff. I would say and, Chamber like, is the Halloween movie. Chamber is definitely the Halloween movie. Chamber is terrifying. Are you kidding me? Like, the the spiders. Yeah. Spiders. That's so Halloween-y. And it's ugh, so creepy. I hate yeah. it. But, like, I love Aragog because he's so good. But, like, the all of the little baby spiders. Yeah. But all the little baby spiders, they get me. I don't like them. I don't like Chamber the and Half-Blood like Prince. Ron that entire time. Are the two Halloween. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like after Goblet of Fire, the rest of the movies are just kind of like, meow, until we get to Deathly yeah. Hallows. I don't love Half-Blood Prince as a concept. I think it's kind of a lame movie. I think the book's Sorry, way better who than the, the movie. Half-Blood Prince. Yeah. That, that's probably my least favorite of the movies. I'm talking fair. about the book. It's the most Halloween of the fair. books. Okay. That's probably fair. And I feel like, I feel like 
Deathly Hallows is pretty Halloween-y too, but that's just because it's really scary because it's Deathly Hallows. Like, yeah. there's a lot at stake, you know? And, like, the whole, like, chase. When does that happen? Isn't that on Halloween? No, that's later than Halloween. No, because that's after Ron has already, like, gotten back with the group, right? Like, he leaves them and then comes back. Yeah, you're right. It's after he comes back. It's in Deathly Hallows Part 2 that they do the chase, so it's later in the... It's like yeah, because later. when Ron's gone, it's Christmas Day, or Christmas Eve. Yeah, you're right, you're right. That's how I think about it. So it's probably like... When does Dobby die? I'll find out. We must know. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not laughing at Dobby's death. I'm laughing at the grave that they made for Shell Cottage. They kept up. And Harry Potter fans have been told to stop leaving socks at Dobby's grave. Why? I don't know. That was just the headline. Do you want me to click on it? It's from NBC no, News. What? But, like, why? Why? Is it, like, hurting the wildlife? Because, like, that would make sense. But, like... Let me see. If it's just for, like, shits and giggles, like, just to stop because it's annoying, like, that's rude. Environmental concerns for freshwater yeah, okay. West Beach. Yeah, okay, that's fine. probably hurting the animals yeah hear me out what if i painted a sock on a rock and then put it down how's that yeah now let me look at his death date it's in, sometime in yeah. april oh okay never mind then not not significant to what we're talking about okay it says if hungry set the break for either like the spring break time period for either the week before mm -hmm. or after easter it would have been april of that year okay okay because that's when british schools go on break for like spring yeah i mean well that's how it used to be for american schools and then they like standardized it to a certain week yeah and it's now like St. Patty's Day. Yeah. It was weird. weird. Yeah. No, so... Yeah, wait, that makes sense. Because then there's only, like, what, about a week and a half? Because, let's say mid-April, May 3rd is the battle. Or May 2nd's the battle. Yeah. May 2nd of 1998. Yeah. So that makes sense. My brain. Interesting. What? Just reading more about Halloween stuff and Harry Potter. Also, butterbeer just feels like a fall drink out of anything. It does. It's like pumpkin juice, too, obviously. Yeah. Like, duh. Duh. Because it's pumpkin. But, like, yeah, butterbeer for sure. It, it's got that, it's got the vibes, you It's know? got, like, that caramel butterscotchy. Yeah. And, like, you gotta have it with a nice warm pumpkin pasty. Yeah. You know, like, every time um, Cho is, like, 
three pumpkin pasties, please? And I'm always like, ah! Yeah. I'm like, yes, the fall. Or like, um, you know, when they have their like Halloween dinner and it's like all laid out and you see all the like yummy treats. It's like, oh my gosh, that looks so yummy. Yeah. Plus, I mean, like, I feel like just in general, Harry Potter and like it's spooky and you got like witches and wizards and all the magical creatures. And yeah. All the the werewolves. Yeah. And like. Just the whole idea of Voldemort and all that is, like, that's that's pretty spooky. Also, mandrakes are spooky. Yeah. Oh, mandrakes? Yeah. The baby plants? Yeah, so, I, I know. Sorry, what, yeah, I'm looking at my Halloween de- decorations, and I have one that kind of looks like Audrey 2 from Little Shop on my bookshelf over there in the corner. That's how it made you think of mandrakes? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they can, like, kill somebody. Yeah, by their screams. By their screams. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. This, and and the fact that they let children handle them. I know. And mandrakes are although, introduced in the spooky book. That's true. Although, Professor Sprout does say that the ones that they're handling are just babies, so they're not actually going to kill them. But still, like... The fact that, that so, some of the stuff that they do, right? Like, okay, let's, like, really get into this. Like, t- talking about Chamber of Secrets. I just watched this movie the other day, so it's fresh in my mind. Um, but, like, talking about the Chamber of Secrets, like, thinking about it, like, you know, Dumbledore is, like, nobody's supposed to go into the Forbidden Forest yeah. under no circumstances, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, Ron, Hermione, and Harry get in trouble, and then Draco rats them out, and so he gets in trouble too. And then they have to go into the Forbidden Forest for their punishment. Isn't that in book one, though? Is that in book one? Yeah, because it's the whole no- Norbert thing, I think. Norbert? Oh, I think you're right. Norbert. It actually is in book one. But still, my point <laughs> still stands. Like, Norbert. What the hell? The, the dragon, yeah, yeah. Yeah, baby dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Because because it's Professor Quirrell who's eating the the unicorns. You're right. You're right. But, like, but still. Though I will say, of the Defense Against the Dark Arts teachers, Quirrell is the most terrifying of them all. Why? Well, in terms of, like, stuff that they do. Like, him eating, like, unicorn blood and all that. Like, oh, sure, yeah. Umbridge is Come terrible. On. And he's a terrible teacher. Yeah, he's a terrible teacher. But, yeah, sure. Umbridge, terrible. Like, whatever. She tortures kids. But Quirrell. Oh, she's the... I think she's the worst. I think Umbridge is the worst. She's the worst because there are teachers that could actually be like her. Yeah, I think she's the worst because of, like... Not because of, like, the actions she... Like, just because of, like, what she, how she treats the students. Like, she's yeah, I'm the worst is just, like, a person. about, like, actions, not, like, yeah. as a person. Yeah, Quirrell, he's, like, he just, like, I mean, he hexes Harry while he's playing Quidditch. Yeah. Or he's trying to. He eats the unicorn's blood. He, like, tries to set Harry on fire when he's standing in front of the mirror of Ezra and they're in the yeah. little thingy wherever it's stored you know 
And like his his face gets burned off. I know it's not his fault, but his face gets like but like burned it off. It does. It's terrifying. Yeah. And like I mean, Lockhart's not terrifying at all. He's an idiot. He's just dumb. <laughs> Lockhart. Just Lupin's sucks. supposed to be Uncle Mooney, but he isn't to Harry because parents died at a young age. I feel like Lupin's the most decent of the Defense Against the Dark Arts teachers that we get. Yeah, him and the one who was a Death Eater the entire time in secret because of Polyjuice Potion. Yeah, which is so frustrating. (laughs) Like, the whole time. What's so frustrating about that is the fact that we never get to see what Mad-Eye Moody's really like because, like, we never really see him after that. So the only, like, Mad-Eye Moody stuff that we get is through through Barty Crouch Barty Crouch Jr., yeah, and then we see him a little bit in Order of the Phoenix, but not Not really. in much to where we can get, like, full personality. No. And, and then, then we don't like, really we see, see him like, in Half-Wood Prince. No, we don't see him barely at all. And, and then, then he dies at the beginning bit. of Deathly Hallows. Yeah, we get to see him for, like, point two. I was just going to say, we get to see him for, like, point two seconds before he dies. And then the actor's son gets to be, like, Mad-Eye's dead. Yeah, and everybody's like... <gasps> Everybody's like, oh, what a man. And we're like, is he? We don't know. Yeah. And, like, Snape was a decent teacher for defense to a degree. dark arts. To a degree. To a degree. I'm just talking about abilities he taught students. As, as like, a teacher, like, teaching things, like, when it's... If you're asking whether or not the children learned things, yes, he was great. The children actually learned. Yes, this is true. But he bullies kids. As a kids person, because, I still don't know like him. Because he bullies kids because he had a thing for their dead mom. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> or, or, like, I don't get what his deal with Neville was. I think it was supposed to be because, like, he saw himself in no. Neville. No. Or what? So what I think that whole thing was, which it could be wrong, is because Neville's the other person that the prophecy could be talking about. And Snape was the only Mm -hmm. other person that really knew the prophecy besides Dumbledore and Voldemort. Hmm. So he probably knew that the Longbottom's kid was, could have been the one that was sought out after but he wasn't. Like Harry. Sure he wasn't, but it was like a, well, like, if he had gone after you, my... It could have been. It, it could have been. Hmm. What but still, been. I feel like, I feel like, you know... I, I, I'm not condoning his actions. I'm just saying that I No, think... no, no. I just, I feel like that's not, like, enough reason. I feel like... If, if that were the case, it wouldn't be that sort of behavior. I feel like that wouldn't be, like, the reasoning behind it. I don't know. I just feel like it's not enough. I know. I'm just I saying, like, like to, be to like... get into starting, like, thinking of that way. Yeah. I'll have to rewatch it now and, like, think of it like that. I'll try. I don't know. I still don't like Snape Bow that much. Never even, I never really liked him all that much. Mm-mm. I saw I saw this one post 
that was like that was like Harry Potter naming his kids. You, Albus Severus Dumbledore, or Albus Severus Potter, named after the two men in my life who I admire the most. You, um, what's the other kid's name? James uh, Sirius. Yes, you, James Sirius Potter, named after my father and my godfather, the two most important men to me. And you, Lily Luna, named after my mother and some girl I knew in high school. <laughs> and Ginny's just, and Ginny's just standing there like, um, how about, wait, um, wait, um, no, okay. <laughs> I know we've talked about this on a really early episode. But, let's, like, why didn't he name it, like, Lily Ruby, like, short for Rubius? Because they both had a great relationship with Hagrid. Yeah. I still feel like it's unfair because all three children, all three children have names after people that were important to Harry's life. Yeah. I'm like... I'm like, buddy, this is not about you. Lily Ruby, Lily Molly. Yes, hello. Like, there are so many options here. And you chose being an asshole about it. Like, Like, I understand naming James Sirius. James Sirius, I get. Albus Severus. No. Fred Rubius. And then everybody's like, well, it's because George named his kid Fred. So? so there can be more than one Fred. Exactly. We both said so at the exact same time. I know. <laughs> it's like, it's like, who cares? Yeah. So there can be multiple children with multiple names. Do you know how many Ashleys there are in the world? Yeah. Or Nicoles? Or Emmas? <laughs> like... There are so many people with so many of the same name. And even in families, there are people who have the same name. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. I have the same name as like three of my cousins. Yeah. Or if you didn't want to name it Fred, name it like Gideon or Fabian, which is like Molly's two brothers, the twins. Two brothers, yeah. Yeah. Or, Or Arthur. Or Arthur. The only far like the only like consistent father figure he had besides uh Sirius. Yeah. Like Arthur was there for him from day one. I mean he shows up in Chamber of Secrets. He shows up to the um to the burrow and Arthur's like, one, two, three, oh, there's one extra child here. Hello, child, who are you? Okay, I guess you're my son now. Like, honestly, no questions asked. Just like I found a Reddit post of oh god possible other names for Harry Potter's kids. That would have been better. Yeah. I think it would have been cool to recognize Arthur and Molly. They acted as Harry's parents all those years, plus they are Jenny's actual parents. Yep. I'm sure Jenny would have liked to name one Fred. I don't yep. mind James Sirius, but I hate Albus Severus. Maybe we all hate Albus Severus. John Albus, since Remus's middle name was John. It might be weird to use Remus because Teddy's middle name was Remus too. I thought Lily Luna was weird because all the others are names that people have died except for Luna. 
maybe something more meaningful for Jenny. And Molly was said again. I still think Ruby. It's a lot of Remus and Fred being mentioned in this. Yeah. Hear me out. This is terrible. But what... I feel like if they stuck with the dead people theme and it was up to Harry, he would have gone, I got it. Lily Hedwig. That's what he would have said. That would have been his answer. (laughs) You know that's what he would have said. Cedric. Alistair Potter. Alistair Mooney. He barely even knew the guy, though. I know. I know. We just talked about Rubius Regulus Potter. You were named after two relatively unknown heroes. One was the one was the first person to ever be kind to me, and the other was the first person to treat an abused elf kindly, and helped bring down a great evil. That would be fine. Colin Arthur Potter. For Colin oh my Creevy. gosh, after Colin Creevy? That would have been cute. See? Minerva Ruby? Other ones. I mean, hello. And, and, again, Minerva is an important name to both of them. Yeah. Like, he picked very selfish names. Nymphadora? Eh. Or Dora. Door or Tonks. Or Tonks. Albus Fabian. Jenny's uncle. No! I know we don't like Albus, but Albus Fabian is better. Fabian Colin. That's like. No. Colin Fabian would be better. Colin Fabian, yeah. Yeah, flipped. Rolls better. Cedric I Remus. Like lots of op- I feel like there's lots of options for boy names. Where we get stuck is for the girl names. There's very few options for the girl names. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Minnie, like for Minerva, for McGonagall, or like... Yes, you know? because, and I know that this is totally different than Harry Potter, but in Young Sheldon, <laughs> Sheldon's older brother, Georgie, has a daughter, and her name is... Um, Connie after the the grandmother. Yes. And, like, she's still alive. Like, she was the person that helped the two of them out. Emily when... Osmond's character, right? Yeah, Emily Osmond's character. Okay, I know who you're talking about now. Okay, yes. But, like, same thing, right? Like, Minnie would have been adorable. Yeah. Like, Minnie Molly or Molly Minnie. Or, or, um, can't even think of any others, like. Oh, here's another article. Ten people Harry Potter should have named his children after other than Severus and Luna. This is the name of this article. Rattle them off. Let's go. Minerva McGonagall. Duh. Arthur. Yep. Cedric. Nah. I don't like this one. That's a maybe. 
Neville. Okay. No. Alistair Mooney. Eh. Tonks. Yeah. Remus. Yes. Molly. Yes. Hagrid. Yes. Fred. Yes. <laughs> These are all better. All better. You could also turn Freddy into a girl's name. Yeah. Do it F-R-E-D-D-I-E and make it female. Yeah. Right? That would be really cute. And they didn't even have to be like James Sirius. It could have been like any other first name and then have the middle name be the like honor. Yeah. Like probably Hugo and Rose. We don't know their middle names. Yeah. Like No, my favorite my favorite of the next generation kids' names is Victoire. She's Fleur and Bill's daughter. Oh, okay. She was born on the first year anniversary of the Battle of Hogwarts. Aww. So her name means victory. Aw. Like that's I cute. I think that's adorable. That's really sweet. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's another one in one of these Reddit posts I found. This is so stupid. This is not serious at all. This isn't like all the other ones that we have been serious about. Is this like a like a spoof one? Like these would be better names and they're all like super stupid. Yeah. Okay. Gildory Lavender Potter. You were named <laughs> after the two most annoying people I have ever met. And it fucking shows. <laughs> Get on the train. <laughs> Yay! That one's good. <laughs> That's why I started laughing. That one's good. The two most annoying people I've ever known. <laughs> Frederick Cedric Potter. You were named after two kids that are both Dedricks now. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Alba Severus Wolfric Rubius James Brian Potter. <laughs> Why? Because Alfred Albus Wolfric Brian. Yeah, yeah. I no, no. I get the joke, but like, why do you Ford Angela Severus? Ford Angela Potter. You were named after the bravest car I've ever known. That was good. I like that one. Molly Minerva. Yeah. That's cute. Ford Angela Potter. That one got me. I liked that one. <laughs> creature. I knew. Creature. Dobby Creature Potter. Dobby Creature Potter. <laughs> I'm. This is good. This episode is going to be titled, What Harry Potter Should Have Named His Children. Yes. That's going to be the title of this episode. I can't wait. So, I, I, I know I mentioned this to you before we started recording, but I had something to tell yeah. you. And I'm just going to make reference to it. So, you know that catering management course I'm in? Yes. I was walking with the other service manager home after a meeting one day, and she and I were just talking, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to be recording an episode of my podcast later. She goes, what's your podcast? I went, fan all. She went, oh, I listened to that. And I met her this year. Shut up. No, she doesn't. She and I, like, were in, like, 
a similar like in a club together so she could have heard about it from there because i know they were talking about how i interviewed ridley pearson last year but like she continued listening to it didn't realize that i was the same person (laughs) but yeah well hi to her hi Alyssa. love when that happens because that never happens to me people go oh what's that and i go it's a podcast i do and they go oh that's cool have i heard it and i go no yeah she knew about us and not disorder <laughs> well thanks a lot Alyssa. i feel really special now yeah those were really exciting <laughs> that's really cool that's what i had to tell you i, I and i wanted your reaction that's really cool. Yeah. But yeah, like, th- th- this is spooky time. This is Harry Potter time. This is... <sighs> I got my nails did especially for it. Woo! If you got video, you can see. Yeah. Hopefully the video actually saves this week. Hopefully. Sorry about that, guys. Um, yeah. So... <laughs> I thought of another bad one. Oh dear. Gilderoy Ollivander Potter. <laughs> Two guys I met in a shop. <laughs> guys, I know we say this in the outro, but please, please, please comment down below. Another bad Harry Potter. Tell us all of your like terrible Harry Potter children names. Please comment down below on YouTube. Please comment on our post on Instagram. Like we need to like at us. Like on like tweet us or what is it like? What do you call it now? X. X. Because you can't say tweet us. Like X at us. I don't know. Send us. I don't know. Add us on threads. If you're on threads, we're on threads. I'm on threads. I'm not. I need to, but I'm not. Um, yeah. We'll put a Q&A in this episode on Spotify. I'll, I'll put that in, too, so we can take a look. Yeah. Because these bring me so much joy. They're so funny. Same. I think they're hilarious. So, here's another one. Hedwig Errol Potter. You're named after two owls that were really dear to me. And one who was a dumbass. (laughs) One who was dear and one who was a dumbass. (laughs) Quirrell Umbridge Potter. You were named after my... Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. These are good. Yeah, I like these a lot. <laughs> these spark joy. They do. They do really do. Marie Kondo would be proud. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I've been like recently re-watching all of the films and like it's really apparent the difference between um like Michael Gambon's uh Dumbledore yeah. and um oh gosh, what's his name? Uh, Richard Harris? Yes, 
And Richard Harris is Dumbledore. Sorry, I'm, my brain is fried. No problem. But, like, you can you can tell the difference mm-hmm. between their Dumbledores because they're played so differently. And I feel like Richard Harris really, like, played the softer side of Dumbledore, whereas Michael Gimbin really, like, played up Dumbledore and, like, really fed into the, like, extravagancy that is Dumbledore. Because, like, when I picture Dumbledore, I, I don't know if you've ever seen the My Life is a Background Slytherin comics. <laughs> so, like, you know, when it's, like, flourish and it's like Dumbledore does like a backflip out of the room Mm -hmm. like that's how I kind of picture him when I read the book like I picture him as just this little like gremlin kind of guy and like it's so funny because I think about um the two like I don't want to say parody adaptations because Puffs is not a parody have you seen Puffs no I've not but I know what you're talking about yeah yeah so Puffs is not a parody by, like, definition. It's just telling the story of all the Hufflepuffs during the seven books. But I yeah. think about that and, like, the very little bit of Dumbledore we get in that. Yeah. And, um, why did I forget his name? From Very Potter Musical? Yes! Why did I forget his name? I know what you're talking about, though. Star Kid Dumbledore. Dylan Saunders! Yes. Uh, yes. And the... <laughs> you get Puff the Magic Dragon. You get Figment the, the Imagination Dragon. You get the Very Timid Dragon. And you get... What was it? The You get the Hungarian Hornetail. Goddamn thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. Good luck. I love that. So, like, yeah, I kind of picture that too, where it's like kind of like not really serious. And I feel like Michael Gambit, he like commands the respect that like Dumbledore like needs, yeah. which is good. But I feel like had um, Richard Harris continued playing a role, we would have seen that a little bit more like playful like we see in the first movie when he gets um like the earwax yeah um bean and like he's like ooh like i feel like we get that little glimmer yeah and so like I it would have been interesting like really... to see richard harris play the more like serious parts of dumbledore though i think so too because i think he could have really handled them well but i think there's so much he'd be able to handle the balance really well yeah. But I don't think that's necessarily Michael Gambon's fault. I think that's a directorial fault. Yeah, because, oh, what is his name? Alfonso Caron, the guy who did yeah. Prisoner of Azkaban. I think it's his fault. I agree. I think in the later films, like, he, like, really pushed for, like, Dumbledore to be really serious. Well, so, like... Caron only did the third film. Which is why it looks like an art film. Michael Crone. He only did Prisoner of Azkaban? He directed it, yeah. Okay, and the, that's where we also start to see the more serious yeah, yeah, yeah. piece of Dumbledore. Which, like, kind of makes sense because that's when Michael Gambon takes over. So I think that's why people credit him to making the role more serious. But, I mean, like, in the books it is more serious when we get to, like, Prisoner of Azkaban because it's a little bit more serious of a situation. And, like, same yeah. with, like... Um, uh, Goblet of Fire because like I mean 
you know, it's a Alfonso Caron, like, not Michael Caron. That's what you said. Okay. I thought I said Michael. And then it's Mike but Newell. Like, is for Goblet. Okay. And then David Yates from For the rest. Order of the Phoenix on. Yeah. And he still is doing Harry Potter okay. films. Which you can kind of tell. Like after I feel like they're those two, like um Prisoner and Goblet. Geez. Yes, like Prisoner and Goblet like kind of stand out mm-hmm. because they're just very different from everything else. Yeah, and I mean they even talked about it. Do you remember watching the 20th anniversary special? Yeah, I do. That was, what, two years ago now? Yeah. Because 2001 is when the first film would have come out, so 2021 January. And I remember each of the directors talking about, like, the points that they wanted to take it in. Like, Chris Columbus definitely wanted it to be, like, more of a children's film. He even says that. Super light lighthearted and you can tell like those two go together yes and then alfonso Cuaron is a like film artist like he yeah he he does like hold on let's see what movies he's done and like prisoner of azkaban is beautiful yeah like he is a okay this is not giving me any films really like, he was a producer on Pan's Labyrinth and, like, all these other, like... Beautiful films. Beautiful, artsy films. Yeah. I'm trying to see if any others came up. A Little Princess from 1995 he directed. Okay. A Great Expectations from 98. Oh, Children of Men in 2006, Gravity in 2013, Roma in 2018. Like, he's more of a producer nowadays. Yeah. But, like, he's a film, like, he's a artistic film guy. Yeah. And, They're, like, very artsy. They're very pretty. And then Mike Newell wanted to do, like, the bi- very big, like, tournament kind he of also style did stuff. Alfonso Caron also did Gravity. Yeah. And so, then we yeah. get to Mike Newell who did Goblet who you know is a very like it's a very how would you describe it? He describes it as like a very like triumphant like tournament style thing. I feel like Goblet the reason I like it so much is because there's very clear cut, like, pieces. Yeah. Like, it's like, there's action, and then there's romance, and then there's friendship, yeah. and there's storytelling. and it, But it, like, feels cohesive, even though there's distinct parts of the film. Yeah. I'm looking at you know, Mike Newell's. He did Four Weddings and a Funeral and um, the Guernsey Literary Potato Peel and uh, Literary Society, which is one of my favorite World War II movies. It's amazing. Uh, Prince of Persia. He did the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Great Expectations. Yeah. Mona Lisa Smile. Ooh, let's see what his two upcoming are. I've never heard of those. Producers, I mean, he's, 
nothing really. But and then we get to David Yates, who was the casting director and main producer since Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. So like he already had seen these kids fully grown up. Like he was in their lives since they were 11, 12, 13. Yeah, he's he's known these kids forever and he's seen them grown up and so he's like, okay. I know what you can do now. But I think like and I know that they even talked about this in the 20th anniversary special. Um, I think my favorite moment in any of the films still has to be in Prisoner of Azkaban. And it is in The Shrieking Shack. Mm. When it's Harry, Ron, and Hermione, and then um, Gary Oldman, and Alan Rickman, and David Thewlis. And uh, what's the guy who played Peter Pettigrew's name? He was in Enchanted. Yes, he was. He's in a lot of stuff. He, he, uh, I don't know. I swear to God. He's in a ton of stuff, though. Oh, my God. But, you know, like, these great British. Timothy Spall. Yes. But he. These 13-year-old, 14-year-olds who are acting against some of the greats in British acting. Yeah. Like Gary Oldman and Alan Rickman. And holding their own. Yeah. And I think it's also really telling as a scene because you have three best friends and the... Three, three best friends. Who were best friends. Yeah. And then, oh, what else? Oh, I forgot Timothy Spall was in Sweeney Todd, not gonna lie. He was, yeah. He was, um... Beetle Bamford. Beetle Bam. Bamford, yeah. Um. No, but, like, that scene just always sticks out to me as some of the best Harry Potter acting. That one's really good. I love yeah. that one. I also am also really listeners. I am so sorry if you can hear people walking across um, by my window. They are being very loud right now. Um, I was gonna say though, I am also super partial to everything like at the Yule Ball. Yeah, I love the Yule Ball. Not just because it's beautiful, but like I think it's really symbolic of like them growing up, mm-hmm. and like it's like their equivalent of like a prom, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then like almost immediately after we get the last trial, and it's like okay, playtime's over, war started. Yeah, like that's their last bit of like childhood before. Another war. scene that sticks out is any of. The Dumbledore's army. Yeah. In order. Yeah, when they're training. Yeah. Yeah, in the room of requirement. Especially the Patronus. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody's doing their Patronus charms, and they're like, mine's an otter! Mine's a this! They're so cute. No, so, um, what I was gonna say, going back to, like, the great actors that these kids were working with, I listened to Normal Not Normal, the Phelps twins who played the Weasley twins uh-huh. podcast, and they were talking about like how they were on these forums, like finding out who all the adults are going to be because they, they cast all the kids first. Yeah. 
and then we're looking for all the adults. And they remember seeing rumors that Alan Rickman, who they had grown up watching Die Hard at Christmas. Like, um, finding out that he was going to be their professor in the film and them being like, oh, this is like a real big deal film. (laughs) Not some like little, we're only going to get like Sorcerer's Stone made. Yeah. So, I think, I mean, and beyond that, I just think the cultural impact is unfathomable. Yeah. Nobody could understand at the time what kind of, because the books reached a lot of people. Yeah. But then the movies reached even more people. Yeah. No, and then another thing I think about, again, on the Phelps Twins podcast, they always bring in, like, Harry Potter actors to talk because they're still really good friends with them. Yeah. And Ivana Lynch was talking about her audition process for the films. Mm-hmm. And I remember her talking about, yeah, like, they, like, had pretty much figured out who they were going to do, but then, like, had an open casting call just to see if there was anyone out there. Yeah. And that's when she was found to play the role. And her being like, okay, now, like, these people, like, she was on, like, Pottermore forums and all that stuff, like, freaking out about casting. And then she was like, oh, now I can't, like, post on these forums. Like, I am in these films now, like, rolled upside down. It's a great podcast. You guys should listen to it. So good. Yeah. It's, It's just, like... Every time we come around spooky season, it's, you know, you see all of the marathons on sci-fi or on TV somewhere, and every time I always catch it, and I'm like, okay, I I could sit down for a couple hours, it's no big deal, or I'll just watch half the movie, it's no big deal, I watch the whole thing. I end up watching the rest of it, and then I'm like, oh, now I want to watch the next one, and then I'll, like, watch the next one, and... Yeah, when I was on my Delta flight... Going to New York back in August, Prisoner of Azkaban was on the, like, little TV. So I just watched yeah. Prisoner on yeah. my, like, flight I mean, to like, New York. No qualms. No. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just one of those things. Anytime it's on, I will put, I will just watch it. Mm-hmm. Like, the other day... I, like I said, I started watching them all the other day because I was sitting in my living room just getting some sewing stuff done. I brought out my sewing machine and all my fabric and I sewed in my living room on the floor and watched Harry Potter just like I do every year at Halloween time when I'm making my costumes. Yeah. I'm so this excited for our costumes. Me too. I still am waiting for pieces to come in, but like, Same. it's okay. They're all supposed to be here by the 4th. I'm, mine is not going to be here till probably after my trip. Okay. So then I have a week to put it together. Yeah. It'll be done. My skirt came in first. Oh. I'm just Fine. waiting on, like, the, like, warmers and some of that other stuff. Cute. We'll have to be sure, we'll be sure to post some pictures so everybody can see our cute ideas. Yeah. So... And our tote bags anyway. that I'm making are coming in, too. Yes, and our cute fits for Hollywood Studios and Epcot. Epcot. Yep. So excited. 
Sean was talking about because I told him how I was thinking about doing Hera. He was like, "Yeah, I could try to pull together my Canaan stuff from a little bit ago, like when you guys did it." That's so cute. So he might. I think I'm I'm leaning towards just like a big white T-shirt and calling myself Leia with like I have a white belt with like little like silver loops. There you go. Like perfect. There you go. And like little buns. Yeah, I'm gonna do um, bubble braids. Cute. Yeah. Anyway, should we wrap this up, lady? Get into some fandom news? Yeah. Okay. Because you know I'm excited about one of them. I know. Because I'm right! Y'all will figure out very quickly what I'm right about. Wait. This is not what I'm right about, but I'm sad to hear this news. Um, Some Like It Hot will play its final Broadway performance in December. It is, I believe, December 28th, so right after Christmas, but right before the new year. Andrew Lloyd Webber's Starlight Express will return to London in 2024. Bookings for the all-new Disney Treasure are now open. Sailings begin December of next year. Rogers the Musical original cast recording is out now. Yeah, on Spotify, I believe. I don't know other streaming services, but probably. Um, Daphne Rubin Vega and Tim Dolly will lead The Night of the Iguana off-Broadway this December. Second Stage founder Carol Rothman will depart after 45 years. Team Starkett's newest installment in the Hatchetfield trilogy, Nerdy Prudes Must Die will be released on October 13th, which is a Friday this year. Loki Season 2 comes out on October 5th on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, so tomorrow, when this mm-hmm. is being released. Yep. Richard Kind and John Owen Jones, who leads um, Stephen Sondheim's A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum in Paris this year. Mean Girls movie musical to be released in theaters this January. This upcoming one, yep. Sharon Killam will play Lancelot and Spamalot with Alex Brightman to succeed him in 2024. The Heart of Rock and Roll will open on Broadway this upcoming spring. This is what I was right about, you guys. Disney Plus's Percy Jackson The Olympians episode titles have been revealed. It has been officially confirmed that the, um, with these announcements that they will be named after chapter titles from the beloved first book of the series. The episode titles are as follows. Episode 1, I accidentally vaporized my pre-algebra teacher. Episode 2, I become supreme lord of bathroom. Episode 3, we visit the Garden Gnome Emporium. Episode 4, I plunge to my death. Episode 5, a god buys us cheeseburgers. Episode 6, we take a zebra to Vegas. Episode 7, we find out the truth, sort of. And episode 8, the prophecy comes true. But I, like, probably last week was on the phone with Sean just talking about the series and all this stuff. And I was like, let me get my first book out and, like, predict where, because we know that it's eight episodes. Let me just predict, like, what episodes will be grouped together. Mm Mm-hmm. And basically, the, like, first one in the new grouping is the chapter, or the new episode title. 
That was right. Emma was, Emma's so excited. I'm so excited. It comes out soon. It comes out five days after I graduate. Are you going to be able to contain the excitement? No. <laughs> no? Oh, man. It's Hall Matt that starts on that same day as the Percy Jackson show being released. And I've changed my Hall Matt plans again so I could bring my Annabeth to Hall Matt on the day Good. that this series comes out. There you go. Jasmine Amy Rogers to star in Boop, the Betty Boop musical. Yes. Speaking of Percy Jackson, a sequel to Chalice of the Gods, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, Wrath of the Triple Goddess, will be coming out September 24th of 2024. I have not even bought Chalice of the Gods yet. I probably should do that soon. Probably. Who knows? After he bowed at the Songbirds and Snakes before November. Oof. Because I've never read that book. Like, I've read parts of it, but not the entire thing. I don't want to read it before the movie comes out Thanksgiving weekend. So we'll see. We'll see if that actually happens. Lots of books. Lots of books. Mm-hmm. Looking at my books over there. <laughs> Will I reread the Percy Jackson series again? Yes. Probably. At least the first book before December. Yeah, at least. For some reason, I don't have the third book of the series up here. I have every other Percy Jackson book, though. Except for why? the third I don't know. I don't know why I don't have Titan's Curse up here. That's so weird. I think because I was reading it when I like went home for a break. And finished it during that break and then just so never just brought it back it? up. Yeah. That's fair. I think that's what happened, but now I want to read the series and I don't want to, like, stop and have to wait for me to get the third one. You have two whole books. Babe, you're going to be home in, like, two weeks. Three no, weeks. short books, though. Okay, start it in a week. That's fair. I'll probably read Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes first and then be like okay now i can read percy jackson okay read that book first and then start reading percy jackson like the week of the 15th and then i'll be there and then you'll be home thanks for listening to this week's episode of fan fatales we are proud part of the real fans podcast network that's right, and if you want to check out more shows on the network, you can find them at rf4rm.com. Join us in a couple weeks, or we will be continuing Spooktober with a very special episode. Remember to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And subscribe to us on YouTube. Please leave us a review and comment down below to tell us what you thought of the show. And remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod for the latest updates. Now, Emma, where can the people find you on the social medias? My Instagram, TikTok, and X are all at SniffyEmma, which is S-N-I-P-B-Y-E-M-M-A. What about you, Gams? I'm at Gabby Jen, pretty much everywhere. That's G-A-B-Y-J-E-N-T. Our editing is by the wonderful Carolyn Smyer. And as always, thanks for tuning in. Bye! Bye. Bye. These expressed in this episode do not feel very happy they're about. <laughs>